Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Thursday, December 15th, 2022, and we are back for episode 29 of the podcast. The Grizzlies are at home tonight at the FedEx Forum against the Milwaukee Bucks, one of the best teams in the NBA, one of the best early matchups of the season and the whole league. So very excited to talk about this game, talk about the picks. We do have the luxury of having all the injury reports out and having all the props listed a lot earlier in the day, so we're able to get this out in enough time for everyone to make their plays and have enough time to digest it all so I'm not scrambling at 5 o'clock Eastern time for a 7 p.m. game to get all these plays in and get the podcast live. So just for that reason, very grateful to be able to have a full podcast, be able to have a full selection of plays for the night, so looking forward to that. Before that, We'll go into the complete opposite, which is a very difficult game on the board on Monday. With the Hawks game, we just didn't have a lot to go off of. I got the podcast out like two hours before the game. Injury news is all over the place, but we stand by our picks. I said that on Twitter. I added some picks last minute, so we'll talk about those plays, talk about that Hawks game, and then we'll get right into the game tonight. So not really much to go off of that game, so we'll just kind of recap a little bit that we had and then get into it. As always, we are using DraftKings for all these odds, and I take no financial responsibility for any bets that are placed based off this podcast. So with all that out of the way, looking at this Hawks game, the Grizzlies won the game 128-103 to against the Hawks. This was essentially the Atlanta Hawks G League team when it came down to it. I mean, you had T. Forrest... Um, you know, Aaron Holiday got 29 minutes. Kaminsky got 20 minutes. You had the other Holiday get, you know, 19 minutes. Like, if you just look at this box score, half these guys will never actually play in a meaningful game. No offense to them. It's just kind of the way the roster is constructed for the Hawks. And you look at the Hawks the next night, you had Forrest, who started the game before, only played 14 minutes for four points. It's just, I mean, it's one of those things. And, and I talked about the Hawks and kind of my opinion of the team, my opinion of Trey Young. And that does remain true. And I, I don't want to be hypocritical here because John Morant didn't play in the game, but I think when it was found out that, you know, Trey Young and all these guys weren't playing, resting jaw for this game tonight against the Bucks made more sense. So we had the Grizzlies cover the minus nine and a half point spread, which I was on the wrong side of, unfortunately. I guess fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to look at it, I don't mind losing the play there considering the circumstances. I thought that some kind of you know, competent players would play for the Hawks. That wasn't the case. Grizzlies took care of business to now take joint 
ownership of the first spot in the Western Conference, which we'll get to the standings in a second. But Grizzlies covered the minus 9.5 point spread. The over did hit, which I took the over at 228 when I was talking about the, the plays for the night. The over actually closed at 221.5, so crazy disparity there in terms of where the over actually closed at and where I took it at. It hit either way, so maybe if anyone was feeling a bit you know, up to the challenge and bought the over up to 228, I'd be very uh, interested to see what the actual odds were if you bought it all the way up to 228 since it closed at 221. The play of the game was Dylan Brooks over 19.5 points. That did not hit. He finished with 18 points. He didn't take that many shots. He only had 11 points, I think 11 shots on the night to get his 18 points. He did hit his three threes, though, so that cashed. One of the only plays that cashed for the whole night. I had first quarter under. That did not hit. Both teams started the game well in terms of scoring the basketball, and I think it was over 58.5. Didn't even have a chance. I added on Twitter, Jaron Jackson Jr. over one and a half threes, which did not hit. He only hit one three for the night. But I also did have Jaron Jackson Jr. over two and a half blocks, which again, I put that on Twitter. He went insane with the blocks. He had a career-high eight blocks on the night and tied a Grizzly franchise record with those eight blocks. So not a good night overall for the Hawks game. That's really all there is to talk about. Wasn't an exciting game at all. No one played in the game for the Hawks again. So not much there. That's really all I have to say. Just wanted to you know own my picks, let you guys know what picks I did have if you didn't hear the podcast on Monday or didn't see the late editions on Twitter. So I stand by that the same way I stood on the game. Before that, where I went 7-1 and I gloated about it and talked about how great it was, so I wanted to have the same energy for this Hawks game. So wanted to at least get that out there, and that was the results of the game on Monday. So looking at the game tonight, again, I mentioned it in the introduction. Very excited to actually have a full choice of props tonight, a full injury report already listed for both sides. So we know exactly what we're going to get tonight when we look at this game, which is Grizzlies minus two over under 227. So I've been watching a lot of Bucks games recently, mostly because I've been heavy on Giannis props personally. Um, just my personal bets throughout the day. I had Giannis to hit 30 points the other night against the Golden State Warriors, and he was awful from any kind of jump shot, anything Besides a dunk or layup, he was terrible shooting the ball. And he just, I mean, I think it was 9 for 26 on the night. And he hit a 3 to hit the 30 point, which it was just, yeah, it, his over-under was 32.5. But I just went Giannis 30-plus points against the Warriors. And thankfully, I did for this exact reason. He was just forcing jump shots all night. He hit a 3 and then ended up being subbed out because they were blowing out the Warriors, who were just a bad team so far this season. But last three games from Giannis have not been great. Um, they lost to the Rockets. He only had 18 points in that game. He shot 9 for 26 for 30 points against the Warriors. I'm not calling that a good game at all. I mean, he's going to get his points just because he is Giannis. And then the Mavericks game, which was on Saturday, they won the game. He finished with 28-10, and 10, but he fouled out of the game, had a stupid foul to end up fouling out of the game, closing out a three-pointer, I think it was from Tim Hardaway. You know you have five fouls, close game. Why are you contesting you know, a three-pointer? I don't know, but it's still Giannis. Um, he's still the best player in the league, in my personal opinion, but just want to say he has not been good so far, and you're getting the Grizzlies minus two so far, and the Bucks will be talking about the injury report without Drew Holiday tonight. But Chris Middleton is back. He's kind of still playing his way back into form after being out the start of the season. For the Grizzlies, you have Desmond Bain out and then Danny Green obviously out as well. So those are the injury reports, pretty much all that you can see that has any kind of 
real impact on this game. The Bucks had a couple other players listed on the injury report, which I can pull up here. Uh, Beauchamp, I think is how you pronounce it, has a broken nose. He is probable, probable so you'll have him in a mask. Joe Ingles is out for the Bucks, And then besides that, that's all that really matters. So pretty much full healthy rosters for both teams besides you know Drew Holiday and Desmond Bain on their respective sides. So looking now at the Bucks just overall this season, they have the second most wins in the NBA. They are 15-10-2 against the spread so far, which is sixth best in the league. Then the Grizzlies have not lost a whole month of December. They had a six-game win streak and cover streak so far. Are now joint tied for first in the league, or sorry, in the Western Conference after that pathetic loss by the New Orleans Pelicans two nights ago against the Utah Jazz. They got blown out. Obviously, no Brandon Ingram, but still, this is a great opportunity for the Grizzlies to pick up a win and take the top of the Western Conference. Elikins seem to not be able to play against the Utah Jazz, and they play them against again tonight. So, Without you know, with all that being said, the Grizzlies do have a very tough run of games coming up, so I'm interested to see how they do overall in these games. They play in the next eight games the Bucks, the Nuggets, the Suns twice, the Warriors, and the Pelicans, and then I think the Raptors and the Thunder are sprinkled in there, but a very tough eight-game stretch coming up for the Grizzlies, so they really want to continue on this good run of form and prove to the rest of the NBA that they are one of the best teams in the league, which I do agree, or which I do believe they are. So with all that being said, I say all that to say the minus two spread. I think both these teams are some of the best teams in the NBA. Both these teams last year split wins and covers based on the home court that was being played on. The Bucks have only been underdogs twice this season, one and one against the spread, and only cover 44% of the games as the away team, while the Grizzlies are the second best team in the NBA against the spread at home at 10-3-1. and one. So I'd be foolish not to take the Grizzlies here as a Grizzly fan as the fact that this is a big game at home. All the players besides Desmond Bain playing in this game for the Grizzlies. I do like the Grizzlies to cover the minus two spread here. I think the obviously the Bucks are, in my opinion, the NBA title favorites right now. But without Drew Holiday, I think that will be a big miss for the Bucks. And I also just think home court is a real thing for the Grizzlies, one of the best in the whole league, and that shows by the against the spread and just overall record for the Grizzlies at home. So I'm going to go Grizzlies minus two here. I do think it's going to be a close game. It may come down to some free throws at the end. Grizzlies knock down their free throws, cover the game by two points. Looking at the over-under now, 227. Both these teams are top 10 in points against in the whole NBA. Four all-defensive players are on these rosters, two on each team. You have Giannis and Brooke Lopez, who is actually the Defensive Player of the Year favorite right now, plus 100 for Brooke Lopez. And then you have Giannis at third on the Defensive Player of the Year. Odds on DraftKings, I think he's like plus 650. And then on the other side of things, you have Dylan Brooks, who's been awesome defensively all season for the Grizzlies. And then Jaron Jackson Jr., who's leading the league in blocks right now, but hasn't played enough games to really be in at least at DPOY race but he'll definitely be an all all defensive player when it comes down to it as long as he stays healthy so each of the bucks last seven games on the road have gone under there are 26 in the nba in overs so these both these teams are good defensively bucks all season grizzlies more recently since jaron jackson jr has been back these two teams last year split over unders in the games i like the under here i think 227 is a high over for these two teams considering this is going to be obviously a nationally televised game. 
a lot of pressure on this game, a lot of tension, a lot of focus on the defensive end from these two teams. So I like this to go similar to that Mavericks-Bucks game, which was a very intense game. There was good shot making. You had Giannis and Luka both get their points in or around, but it still finished 106-105 on the night for the under, or what would be the under in this game. And I like something similar here tonight. I like close, tense game. Starters play a lot of minutes. You know, John Morant, we'll talk about him. Jaron Jackson Jr., Giannis, all of them get their points, but we still go under the total. That's how I like this game to play out. So over 227 I think is a lot. So we're going to go under 227 here for the night. Now looking at some of the player props, everything's very Grizz heavy tonight on player props. I think I only have one, yes, one Bucks player tonight for the props. And my first play for the night is Jaron Jackson Jr. over 15 and a half points. So we talked about the fact that he had maybe one of his best defensive performances of his whole career the other night against the Hawks, even though the game really didn't mean anything. He was awesome. Eight blocks. Now we're looking at his points, which he's averaging 22.5 in his two games against the Bucks last season. And you only have the over-under set at 15.5. He's averaging 18.4 points per game so far this season. And he's gone over that 15.5 in eight of 11 games so far he's played this season. So... I just think he's continuing to get more and more comfortable in the offense, more and more comfortable just in his own skin as a basketball player. And I I mean, I'm probably one of the biggest Jaron Jackson Jr. fans out there right now. And I was skeptical of him early on in his career, but just the way that he's kind of developed and the player that he's become, I just think that he really is one of the hidden gems still in this in the whole NBA so far because I think a lot of people don't give him the props that he deserves and maybe the books are in the same same way right now because I think 15 and a half is a bit low for Jaron Jackson Jr. So I'm going to go over 15 and a half points for Jaron Jackson. My next play is John Morant over 27 and a half points. He has been good scoring the ball, not great scoring the ball in the past month and a half, I guess you could say. He started off, obviously, in a crazy mark in terms of scoring the ball. He's averaging like over 30 points a game. He's gone down to averaging 27.7 points per game this season up to the point. Obviously, he's been great as a playmaker. He's been great in a bunch of other assets of the game, and he still does score the ball well. He just hasn't been like on these crazy tears, but I do expect a game tonight that he does do that, especially a national televised game. He gets up for these kind of games. John Moran, he'll publicly admit that he gets up. You know, a lot of guys try to hide. You know, it's just another game. doesn't really matter. Um, John Morant's going to go at these guys' heads. They are obviously, in my opinion, like I said before, the favorite to win the NBA Finals, but if not the favorite, one of the, you know, three favorites, and then they won the Finals two years ago. So this is a game that John Morant's going to go up for. He had 33 in his one game that he played against the Bucks last season. And with all that, Drew Holiday is not in the lineup for the Bucks, who pretty much any NBA player says is the best defender in the NBA as a guard. So without him in the lineup, I expect Ja Morant to basically have his way, you know, with or without Giannis in the paint. I don't think it really matters with Ja. And with that, so Ja Morant over 27 and a half points is to play. There's another one that I think is interesting, more just to kind of take a shot at if you're in the same boat. And with watching Giannis recently and the fact that Jaron Jackson Jr. will be guarding Giannis and I think he can neutralize Giannis, I will take it the best you can, I should say. I don't want people to take that out of context. Giannis is still going to do what he does. But I think John Morant to have more points than Giannis or better yet, John Morant to be the leading scorer of the game. So you'd assume it would come down to, you know, Ja or Giannis unless someone else just goes crazy. But John Morant to lead the game in scoring is plus 200. I think that's good odds for... 
someone of John Morant's caliber, someone who can very well be the leading scorer in this game. I like John Morant plus 200. Just as kind of more of a long shot play. Looking at some other player props, we have Dylan Brooks over two and a half threes. He's hit five of seven in the last game. And he's hit five threes in three of six games on this win streak in December. So I don't want to go points because it's at 18 and a half. And I think that if Jaron Jackson Jr. gets over the 15 and a half, Brooks could sit somewhere in like the 14 to 16 point range, which would be under the 18 and a half point total. So I like the over two and a half threes here. He's been shooting the ball very good from three, 35%, which is the best he shot in the last three seasons. So I like Dylan Brooks over two and a half threes there to continue his hot shooting streak in the month of December. And my play of the game, which has been everywhere. So as I kind of gone down the list of plays for the night, I originally had play of the game as Jaron Jackson Jr. over 15 and a half points. Then I changed it to John Morant over 27 and a half points. And now I'm set on this, which is Jaron Jackson Jr. over one and a half blocks for the night is my play of the game. So it blew my mind when I read this, considering he had eight blocks last game. He's averaging over three a game, and you're giving me one and a half blocks. I guess it's under the assumption that, you know, he's guarding Giannis. A lot harder to block Giannis's shots than most players, but still, last season, he played the Bucks twice, averaged three blocks per game, and he's only not hit the one and a half block mark in two games so far this season. He's played 11. So in nine of 11 games, he's gone over one and a half blocks. I don't know. I mean... Usually Vegas is right, and they very well could be right, but this is one that it would be criminal not to take this. So I'm going Jaron Jackson Jr. over one and a half blocks as my play of the game for the game tonight. Two more plays. The last player prop is Chris Middleton over two and a half threes. I think this is similar to the Jaron Jackson Jr. one and a half block prop where it's undervalued a lot. You're getting Chris Chris Middleton still coming back from injury, slowly getting his feet wet, slowly getting back into the the form that he was in last season. He hit three in the game the other night against the Warriors. He, I just love his game. I think he's a very good player. He makes tough shots. You're getting plus money at plus 120 for Chris Middleton to hit these three threes. And he's a shot maker at the end of the day. In a big game like this, I expect Chris Middleton to step up to the plate, go over the two and a half three mark. And the last play for the night is Grizzlies minus one first half. I saw a stat on DraftKings that they have won the first half in their last nine games. So right there was enough to kind of convince me that they are, um, you know, willing. Uh, they are deserving of this minus one first half mark against a, uh, a team as good as the Bucks. And these are actually two of the three best teams in the first half in the whole league, but the Grizzlies at home are plus seven and point differential in the first half this season, which was from what I saw the largest point differential I saw for any team so far. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's just one that isn't my favorite play, but if you're looking for like a first half play rather than the first quarter, because the first quarter I think could be a bit wonky tonight, just with how good Milwaukee's starting lineup is. I like the Grizzlies minus one for the first half. So those are the plays for the night, guys. I appreciate everyone for listening, as always. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at GrizzBearBets. Make sure to follow the Grizzly Bear, Be- uh, Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter, which is SBN Grizzlies. And then also make sure to follow my personal Twitter at ChaseBob at 9. And we'll be back on Saturday for the game against the Oklahoma City Thunder in OKC. So I appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight. And I will see you guys then. Have a good one.
Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. 